ticket. Guys, Simply Earth's Essential Oil Recipes box makes it easy to master essential oils. At over $150 in value, you're going to get four full-size essential oils and all the ingredients you need to make six natural recipes, all for just $39 when you subscribe. Do you want to live a healthier life? Do you want the air in your home, or in my case, our tour bus, to be toxin-free? The answer is yes. Now, this is an amazing company, and here's why. Not just because of 100% pure and natural Simply Earth ingredients delivered straight to your door, but because these are essential oils that change the world, and here's how. 13% of their profits go to help end human trafficking. I'm going to say that again. 13% of their profits go to help help end human trafficking. So when you get your essential oils from another company, well, you're going to get essential oils regardless. If you're like the West family, we want to get it from a company that wants to be a part of a cause greater than just profit. And that's what Simply Earth is about. We want to help end human trafficking. I hope you do too. These are the purest oils on earth. Like I said, 100% pure. There are no synthetics, no fillers in these oils. They're tested to be 100% pure with no additives, only the good stuff. These recipes work, too. Every single recipe is created and tested by AHA-certified aromatherapists. You won't get a recipe unless they love it. So here's how it works. You get 100% pure and natural Simply Earth ingredients delivered to your door. You follow the fun recipes in your Simply Earth essential oil recipe box to make products that you know will work because they're created and tested by certified aromatherapists. And you get to enjoy a home Free of toxins as we are in the fall, spending more time indoors. That is more important now than ever. So go to simplyearth.com slash West. Use the code West to get a free $20 gift card with your first recipe box. When you subscribe today, that's simplyearth.com slash West. Get a $20 gift card with your first recipe box when you use the code West and subscribe today. What's up, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West. And as always, I really hope you like it. Thank you for joining me. Can you believe it? We've made it through the first two months of 22 already. Time is flying. I hope the first two months have gone well for you. I think to sum it up, I'm exhausted and exhilarated at the same time from... uh, You know, for me, we started off the new year with a brand new puppy in our home, and I had forgotten how exhausting that is, of course, because dad's out standing in the yard, freezing cold in the middle of the night, just praying that Rocky will go potty and, uh, you know, that some miracle uh, will lead him to be potty trained way sooner than the normal puppy might be. No such luck in that. (laughs) But Rocky's doing great, and he's been a great addition to our family. And then after successfully dodging COVID for two years, it finally hit me. And uh, it hit me just about a month before we were supposed to head out for uh, the brand new tour that we've been waiting for two years to do. So I recovered from COVID. It kind of knocked me out, though, and got my strength back. We started on the tour, had an amazing run on the brand new tour, I think we played 12 or 13 shows to start, and uh, it was just amazing. So I'm home, I'm exhausted, but I'm exhilarated. I'm a little bit of both because it was just an amazing 
thing to uh, experience live concerts on tour again. Thanks to Ann Wilson and Hannah Kerr for joining me as my special guests. If you missed this first section of the tour, fear not, my friends. The tour is far from over. March 24th, we kick back up with a run of dates in Texas. We're going to be traveling all across the country all the way through May. And in May, we'll be wrapping up in Florida. So go to brandnewtour.com, brandnewtour.com to get your tickets. I got to give a shout out to, let's see, Brian. Brian uh, traveled nine hours from Pittsburgh to our concert in Bowling Green, Kentucky because we weren't traveling anywhere near him. So that's the kind of dedication we're looking for. And maybe you want to take a road trip too. So many thanks to everybody who attended. In fact, you might be listening to this podcast today and you're a newcomer to the Matthew West podcast. And maybe it's because you heard me talking about the podcast uh, while we were on tour. We sort of brought the podcast experience to the stage. You had to be there to sort of know what I'm talking about. But we brought the blue couch and had some great conversations, sort of took the story house on tour with us. Really, really cool experience. So if you're a newcomer to this podcast, thank you for joining me. If you love the show, be sure to leave a review wherever you listen. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies. Did you know we're knocking on the door of 2 million downloads in in less than two years? It's it's just amazing. So uh, got another great show for you today. Let's go ahead and jump in with today's guest. My guest today is a Canadian He's got much to share about his experience in Canada. You know, we've been praying for Canada lately. It's been uh, just chaos there, at least from what we see on the news. Uh, This guy has been working at it for many years, just faithfully serving God through his music, had a more regional fan base in Canada. And then this last couple of years, some amazing doors have been opening for him. And I've just become such a fan of him. We got the chance to write a song called Weary Traveler that he's got on the radio right now. He had a huge hit song just before that with a song called Fires. And uh, we're going to talk about all the things that God's been doing in his life, his family, and his music career. So get ready to fall in love with this guy. He is awesome. Let's go to the story house with my friend, Jordan St. Cyr. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan St. Cyr, um, I was expecting to spe- speak to him from a world away from his homeland. Yeah, that's right. Which is, tell everybody. I am from, I mean, a small town just south of Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Uh, it's called Niverville. 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 Nashville of the north, I guess. And do you happen you to know? know what the current temperature is there today as we speak? Um, freeze your face off. Yeah. Let's see. Um Minus 11. Minus 11. Fantastic. So, the but instead of me speaking to you from a little town outside of Manitoba, Winnipeg, Manitoba, you're actually probably 15 minutes away from me right now, and yet we're doing this virtually. Yeah. And uh, there's a reason for that, and the, because of this, for the same reason, it's also why you were in Washington, D.C., so let me unpack. The reason we're not together in person is because I am overcoming COVID at the moment. And you're doing it in style, man. You're looking yeah, great. How, how do I look? I look good? You feel good? I'm in a fog a little bit. Okay. Have you had it? Have you had it? I have not had it yet, man. What? I know. Not that, once. Canada was pretty locked down, more so maybe than parts of the US, right? Yes, absolutely. And we still are. What was it like where you lived, though? Uh, where we are, yeah, we're still wearing masks inside. Uh, gatherings are limited, uh, you know, church gatherings are limited. 
So um, things are starting to open up again. Uh, it was really through that last big spike of the Omicron that things kind of tightened up again, but tightened we're coming out of it. I wasn't sure if like the smaller towns like where you live were different than the, the bigger cities, but it was pretty shut down in the smaller towns as well. Yeah, we all just followed the rules. You know, we're okay with it and we're, we're going to come out of it. It's okay. So we, we couldn't meet in person today, which is kind of par for the course for our friendship that has begun. It's so Because uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, but we wrote a song in much the same way as we're doing this podcast today. But also, um, thanks to Jordan St. Cyr, there was world-class music performed at the March for Life in Washington, D.C. I had to cancel because of covid and uh, they got a hold of you to fill my shoes, which turns out that was that was not a hard thing to do at all. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, dude! It was an absolute pleasure and a blast to uh, to do that gig. Like we are on the cusp of moving from Canada to Tennessee, and then this um, opportunity comes up to sing at the march. And my wife was just like, "You got to do it. You oh, got to wow. do it." So, tell me about the experience. What, what was it like? How many? I mean, it was. Couple hundred thousand people showed I up. I couldn't for the march. not see people. I just looked straight ahead and I couldn't not see people. I didn't see the end of it. Um, so that was that was terrifying. But they were so gracious and so easy to play for because I mean they knew why they were there. Yeah. And so to celebrate this day with them um, and really just honestly, uh, art is the bridge, really. Um, and we just get to be there and play a supporting role in what's already going on. So it was. It was awesome, man. Well, I thought that was so great that you were able to go there and do that. My heart was broken because I believe in that cause and uh, wanted to be there and lift my voice for the voiceless and to be an advocate for life. And uh, And I'm just so glad that they picked someone such as yourself to make the trip to D.C. I've become a big Jordan St. Cyr fan, and so I was excited for um, the audience, the listeners of this podcast, to, uh, if they're not familiar, by the end of today's episode, they're going to be familiar with who you are, your story, your why, why you're doing what you're doing, and, and your family, too. Um, most people would have gotten to know you by now if they listen to Christian Radio and gotten to hear, they would have heard the song Fires, probably no less than 3,000 times per individual. Um, <laughs> That's right. Right? Let's talk about that song. Was that was that your first like radio single that kind of took off on U.S. radio? That's right. That was the first um, song that really broke out uh, in the U.S. I think for the first time, um, God was starting to do something in my heart to shift my perspective of... Uh, instead of serving myself in my career, it's like, how do I best use this gift to serve others? And Fires was one of those first songs that really helped me see the world in a different light, really just to kind of em embrace a compassionate worldview and realize that um, God's given me, you know, a, a take on the world that's just a little bit different than others. And that's that's kind of your, it's, it's intertwined with your testimony, uh, your experiences that you've, you've grown up with. And he's like, that's your gift. That's your gift. Now filter it through the music. And that's how Fires came out. It's the Canadian take on the world or is it, or are you talking about a different take? <laughs> <on>? <laughs> that's right. No, 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 man. 
just from your own experiences. So t- tell me what inspired the song Fires because I love it. And uh, man, I love your voice too. I just want to I want to encourage you right off the bat here. I I've told you this before, but you know when we wrote. Uh, via Zoom, and then I heard your vocals that you recorded remote on some demos we did, and I was just like, this guy's voice is awesome. And uh, so I think there's a marriage that needs to take place uh, for it to be a healthy marriage where the right voice hits with the right song. And, of course, the message. I mean, we're talking about the importance of the message, of course, but your voice singing that song fires. I think if somebody else's voice was on that song, it might not have been as perfect of an equation, but your voice just has this right, this thing right in the throat that just feels just (laughs) right. right I don't know how to describe it, but so what was your take on the world that brought that inspiration for the song fires? What was going on in your life that inspired you to write that? Yeah, like I've always believed in the power of testimony and how God brings uh, people's stories into our life to build us up, to shape us, uh, to really reveal to us his heart for us. And so I came up, uh, you know, across the path of this man named Nathan. Nathan uh, is married. He's got three kids. Uh, He was, you know, doing his best to provide for his family, fell on hard times, uh, was falling behind on his mortgage payments, uh, you know, uh, had health bills kind of stack up. One night he got offered this this extra shift to to park cars as a valet at a hotel one night. Uh, Inside the hotel, there was this writer's round. So, you know, guys like me and you playing their guitar, sharing their stories behind their songs. And he was able to catch that performance. Before he got back to work, he felt this nudge in his heart to just leave a little note on one of the songwriter's windshields. And it, it basically said, just barring a miracle, I am on the verge of losing my house. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, your songs were very inspiring to a man whose faith is quite weak right now. And he just signed it, Nathan the Valet. And, you know, at first, like, that's a bold move, you know, to kind of put your need out. You know, our culture uh, kind of says, like, we can take care of it ourselves, you know. But the gospel and who the church is says we're supposed to bear that burden, right, come together. And uh, so he just put that out there just to express his gratitude for that night. That songwriter took a picture of that note, blasted it on social media, put a call out to the body of Christ to surround Nathan in, in his story. And by the next day, they raised enough money to um, to save his house. Wow. And pay, off, pay off his debts. Yeah. But what really impressed me about that story is like, God is all powerful, all knowing. He could have saved Nathan way earlier on, you know, but he has a plan and a purpose for these seasons of life that really take us out. Um, so the, the real inspiration was Nathan's story, but coming out of 1 Peter 1 verse 6, which talks about God allowing us to walk through the fire that our faith might be proved genuine. And so God needed Nathan to walk through that to reveal his faithfulness, I think, in such a deeper way. So in your own life, can you point to some experiences where you've I mean, because I know you've been working at this for a long time as an artist too, right? I mean, is it interesting or weird for you to be considered like a new artist? Like if you were nominated for uh, an award right now, like for the Doves or something, you might you might be in the best new artist category or something like yeah. that. I mean, you've been doing this for how long? Uh, well over 15 years. So do you smile now when it's like when people talk about... You know, oh, you know, they might call you an overnight success, but I've heard somebody say, I I went to see this artist, Edwin McCain, play. Remember his song? I 
will be your crying shoulder. Yes. No oh, talks. yes. Oh, my gosh. And he, he stood up on stage. He's like, you know, people are saying I'm, a, I'm an overnight success, but they don't realize it took 10 years to become an overnight success. That's right. Uh, would you say that's pretty much your story? Absolutely. It's, it's hilarious. But I, I just take it in and I love it. People are just looking for a label to help consume you. And if yeah. I'm new to you, then I can be That's new all day long. <laughs> I'm just grateful that God has given me this, you know, this, uh, you know, new season, this new chapter. A new season, but with like seasoning, you know what I mean? Like you. Oh, totally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. that's what's super cool about it is because you're ready for this moment. I know your family's been through some fires and you've, you've faced your own challenges. Talk about like first person as you're singing this song fires all the time. Uh, every night you get on stage and you're seeing it connect with people. How do you connect with it personally beyond the story of, of Nathan, which is an amazing story, by the way. So, I mean, six months after I wrote this song. Uh, our test came, you know, we walked through our hardest season of life. My wife and I are three kids at the time. My wife gave birth to our youngest, uh, our fourth child. Uh, her name's Emery Grace, and she has become such a light in our lives. Um, so on her first day of life, she had to have an MRI, which revealed that she had a rare brain condition called Sturge Weber syndrome. And in her case, it was a, an overgrowth of capillaries on the left side of her face uh, and uh, the left side of her head. And those capillaries grew to about three times the size that they, as they should. And they're basically stealing blood away from the left side of her brain. So it's suffering from atrophy. You know, what we've walked through is um, just, you know, countless seizures, uh, ambulance rides, emergency room visits. She's at high risk of stroke, blood clots. She takes, you know, medication every morning and every night. And, um, it's been a process of just learning uh, this new normal. But we're three years in now. She's three years old. She's doing amazing. The doctors are kind of spitting out theories as to why she's doing so well. And um, we just really believe God has given us a reprieve in this season. We don't know what the future holds. Everything is pointing to be positive. Uh, she's three years old. She's talking like a, a four-year-old. She, her vocabulary is great. Her cognitive ability is great. She's a, she's a total goofball. Like she is hilarious. She's got a, this sense of humor. And when you're dealing with the brain, all these things that point to personality and character are so vital to the brain health. They all point positively that she's doing really great. So it's been about nine months that we haven't seen the inside of a hospital in a negative way. We still have lots of appointments, eyes, ears, you know, speech, all the, all these things. But that fire, man, it, it has been the greatest gift of my life. It, it truly has. God is closest to those that are brokenhearted and we were broken wide open. And, but what was birthed from those pieces was just a sense of compassion for our world, our world, we see the needs of others and are able to meet them in such a deeper way because we're not, we're not asking them what they need. We know what they need. God, in all of his goodness, in all of his omniscience, in, in all these things, has allowed a burden to be placed on their shoulders. And he wants to use that in their life. So we can't shoulder that. But we can go mow someone's, you know, someone's lawn. We can bring them a meal. We can. A lot of it is financial. We had so many people bless us financially so I could just stay home as a dad. And it's such a gift. And my wife, you know, she will say it. We would not change anything for the world. How long have you and your wife been married? 
uh, just over 14 years. Over 14 years. And did you meet in, um, in Manitoba or in your, what was the name of your small town? Rivers? Yeah, Niverville. Niverville. Say that five yeah, times yeah. real fast. Yeah, right. Did, did you guys, are, I mean, are you high school sweethearts or what's, what's the story there? No, man. So I was in this rock band, like a bar band uh, for about six years with my brothers. And so we had a friend that decided to throw a house party. And so he was good friends with my, my wife's roommate at the time. So she brought her friends. He brought his friends. We saw each other at the beginning of the night, thought nothing of it. I saw that she had kind of like went and sat in this, you know, back room with a couch, you know, where nobody was. She's just like, you know, introverted out there. And I'm like, oh, that's my kind of person. And so we got to talking around midnight and we talked for six hours straight. All of a sudden the sun's coming up and we just had this instant connection. And, uh, I mean, really the rest is history. We just have kept that conversation going. And I find out she grew up 20 minutes, you know, down the street from me. It, it was just such a God moment to take a scenario. I'm not a house party kind of guy, you know, I, but I was in this, I was in this band, you know, we would headline shows at one in the morning and then I'd go nice. worship. At seven in the morning, you know. Well, okay, was what just, was the band's name? What was the band's oh, name? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, tell me. Come on. We had many in, incarnations, but uh, the last, you know, kind of big <laughs> hurrah was we were called Red Riot. Red. Okay, I thought you were going to say the name. The name was many incarnations. Oh no, um, Red Riot. Okay, so was this? Okay, so you're saying you'd play these bar shows and then you'd go lead worship. Yeah. Was that a good indication of like? what you're like, how you were living your life too? Or were you, or was the, like, were you, a, were you a Christian at the time that you were playing in this bar band or what? Dude, I was so into God and what he had for me that I was always playing these bar shows, but I was always trying to be a light, trying to be really, it was, my, so you were already a believer. I, I was my education. And you know what? God showed me really at the end of it is that we're not so different from each other. We're looking for connection um, almost at any cost. Some people doing it in a positive way, some not so much. But man, our deep desire to connect with other human beings is just, it's so central to who we are. And so um, bringing that now and serving uh, the church kind of with both feet in uh, has just given me an understanding of how to serve people better and not also be way less judgmental than I used to be, right? Because we all have our stuff. Sure, sure. I mean, so let's then let's travel even further back um, before you meet your wife at a house party, before you're you're rocking the Canadian bars circuit with with Red Riot and then leading worship in the morning. Did you grow up in a Christian house, Jordan? Or um, I'll tell you one thing I ask every guest. We might as well ask the question now, but I ask every guest to tell me their blue couch story. And what I mean by the blue couch story is. For me, um, I met God on a blue couch watching a Billy Graham crusade. That was a moment where my faith became real to me and not just a story I had heard or a family commitment or a bucket, you know, or, a, you know, a checklist kind of thing. It was that was a defining moment in my faith. What would you point to as your version of a blue couch story that that led you, you know, to have a heart for reaching people through your music and ultimately to be singing songs like Fires now and, and telling people about Jesus? Yeah, I never had one of those big um, turn to Jesus moments uh, or of saying, God, I'm following you. 
it was so automatic since I was a kid. My parents still are uh, one of my biggest influences in my life uh, as far as um, a relationship with Jesus, understanding God's heart for for us. And um, that was always so central in our home, in and outside of church, you know, and, you know, we only spent so much time at church. So the influence was, was even greater at home. But I would say if there was a moment to kind of pinpoint, I remember I was one of those weird kids, you know what I mean? Like I was, I love church. I love the fellowship and always had just this deep longing to experience the things of, of God's spirit. I would say, okay, so I was 12 years old lying in bed and I just remember praying, God, I desire your wisdom in my life. At 12 years old. And to be 12 years old, I just feel like in so many ways that prayer was answered so automatically. And it's still the prayer I pray. God, I, I want the wisdom of your heart for humanity and, and, and teach me how to travel through this life uh, and carry that forward. Do you feel like um, you find the most wisdom through the fires that you're like, have you found that to be the case where you learn more about the wisdom of the, of the Lord through uh, circumstances you wish you didn't have? 100%. I mean, I think it's, you know, when we, we worked on a song, you know, called At the End of Me. And I think these, these scenarios, these valleys, I, I truly believe God allows them into our lives because he's showing us who we are. And the only way we find out who we are is when the pride in the flesh go away. And his greatest, you know, tool to defeat those things in us, unfortunately, uh, I think is pain and suffering. And I say that because we've experienced it. And I don't take that lightly. And if, if there's somebody here listening that is going through that season, that my heart goes out to you. And I truly don't believe that God wants you to feel these things, but he has a plan, like your spirit needs to come alive. And I think when we, when we experience that life in our spirit, all those things that we walk through, um, we don't see them as pain and suffering anymore. We see them as, you know, a marker on the journey that was so necessary. Were you chasing after a record deal for a long time or like, cause I, I know we were talking about you working at this for 15 years, were you working at it in the sense that, Hey, I'm, I'm serving my church. Um, tell me a little bit about like, I don't always assume that every artist decides, well, the definition of success is for me to get a record deal and have songs on the radio. Was that like a lifelong dream for you after you, after you got saved and, and began, uh, you know, making music, wh what was your initial ambition and how does it line up to where you've landed right now? Like, was this the dream? A song on the radio, a guest on the Matthew West podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, you know, I just threw that part in. <laughs> yeah, I think it absolutely was. I worked as an indie for the longest time in Canada, not pursuing a label. But I do know that when I first heard that, you know, self-titled Jars of Clay album, and that album reached, you know this kid in the middle of nowhere, Canada, there was something so special about that, that I think subconsciously, that's what I wanted. That's what I want to do. I want to be a part. What of, record was it? It was their self-titled. So the one with Flood, Love oh, Song the for a Oh, okay. 
That was self-titled? Okay, okay. I think so. Maybe maybe yeah, not. No, I th- yeah, you might be right. I, I always thought it was called Flood, but yeah, no. You're So you heard that record and you were like, okay, it's on. It was also a record that, okay, so my my brothers, they are way better than me at, at music. Like their, their taste for music, the whole thing. And it was the first, I would say, Christian album that resonated so deeply in me that I wasn't embarrassed to share with them. And they got hooked. They just thought this was, this album was special. And I think there's something about that, that Christ was for all people. You know, he is always for all people. And uh, that music, that record specifically, it just, I think it did something in me, but it also did something in their lives. And I saw that impact so immediately. I'm like, that's the kind of music I want to be a part of. I wonder, have you crossed paths with Dan Hasseltine or, or any of the guys from Charles of Clay yet? I haven't yet, man. That's pretty cool. It's One a cool day. moment to, oh gosh, yeah. But I mean, to, you know, for me, it would be like Stephen Curtis Chapman or some different artists that I've had the chance to, to become friends with over the years. And you're like, wait a minute, like that was a, that was a record that impacted me. That, that was an artist and their platform. And then you get to tell them that, you know, it's, it's a pretty pretty neat moment you know so all these years later here you are you've how did you wind up getting on the scene with your current record label if you were content to be an indie artist was it the song fires that caught their attention or you know lead me through what led to you signing your name on a contract and now leaving your small town in canada and moving your whole family to nashville god gave me this desire and it just didn't go away I've prayed that this desire, you know, at certain seasons of my life that would just fade. God, I I have this amazing wife, these kids, like, help me be content. And I think at the end of the day, he was just showing me, like, I have a job for you to do. And I'm working on your character so that when that time comes, you'll be ready. And uh, this fire of of always trying to get better at at my craft uh, led me to to Nashville uh, just writing with whoever I could, uh, writing, starting in Nashville, when you're trying to find co-writers is like speed dating, right? It's like a lot of customers that just don't work out, but you find a couple (laughs) that finally, you know, uh, connect. And, um, I started releasing songs, uh, at Canadian radio, uh, in 2017, won some awards that kind of affirmed the gifting. Okay. I should probably pursue this a little, a little more Still independent, still independent, and then it was between 2018 and 2019 that I met with pretty much every label in town and there were no, no, nobody was biting. I just got to the point where I didn't know hundred percent in my heart that this song fires would work, but I knew that if you don't take any chances, nothing's going to come from that either. So I released fires independently in the beginning of 2020 and it just started working. We had a great team supporting uh, that song at radio. And so by August of, uh, of 2020, that's when uh, a label reached out to me that I'm currently on. And we just, we just started you know, communicating and, and going back and forth on what a, uh, a relationship would look like. And by the end of the year, we were all signed up. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Being a human is exhausting. Living this life is exhausting. Everyone, for every one of us, it doesn't matter who you are, 
or what you have or what you're going through, life takes its toll. Amen? One common stressor is how we give away our power. You can't control what someone else does or what happens to you, but you can control how you choose to respond. That's how you keep your power. And therapy can help you learn this. It's not just a Jedi mind trick, all right? It's learning what you're capable of. And as our resident therapist says, when life gives you lemons, you can either make lemonade or squeeze them into your eye. It's your choice. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So go make some lemonade. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Matthew S. Podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash MWP. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E. ELP.com slash MWP. That takes a lot of guts for you to shoot your shot and take a song on your own. So you had that strong of a feeling about that song specifically, Fires. You were like, I just believe in this song. It's going to speak to people, and I'm willing to put my neck on the line, hire the, you know, hire the people that normally would uh, be hiring you, basically. like That's right. I mean, was that the one that you were just – is that why? It was because of that song where you're like, this, is, this has got the thing. It's, it's magic. Yeah, you know, I, I think that was the song that got me all these meetings with these other labels, so – there was a buzz about it that um, it was a song that not only would impact the industry, but impact people personally. Um, we had other songs that, you know, I had, you know, people on my team speak into saying that that could be a good option. That could be a, a good option. But our world was in a, a state of pandemic in the beginning. And it really was our story now. While it was written from Nathan's story, my wife and I, we we just, you know, embraced this, this journey of, you know, walking through the fire. And I'm like, this is as true as it gets for us. So if this resonates with us, then maybe it'll resonate with other people. And we just decided to go for it. And I got to say, I mean, it's probably one of the longest running songs on the radio in, was it in 20, I feel like it was 2020 and 2021. It was, it was, it was like, you know, on some billboard charts at the end of 2020, uh, it was one of their top 20 songs. Like, it's just so wild, the lifespan. Yeah. Crazy. What's it feel like to get on stage and uh, hear the crowd, you know, at the March for Life or wherever else you're singing? I know you were on the Caleb Christmas tour at the end of last year. What's it feel like when you kick into that song that's been on the radio and... And all of a sudden the crowd's either standing up or, or singing along with you. What's that feel like? It's wild, man. I've never experienced anything like it. Typically, like I'm in a season where people are finally identifying me with this song. So when I show up and, and play a show, they're, they don't really know who I am yet. And so I'll just sing that first line of fires and you just hear this. And I just like, they know the song. <laughs> awesome. And then they start singing. And uh, I just think uh, what I love awesome. about it is, is this truth has impacted their lives so much 
for that moment to be created. That makes me so like, I'm so happy for you. Like when you just did that <laughs> breath like that, like the fact that you yeah. get to experience that, not that that's why we do it. And I love that you, it's fuel. I just love your yeah. story. I, yeah. I just love that. It's like, Hey, you know, sometimes I feel like you can have things happen to you and it's too easy. And so you don't like really get to appreciate it. You know what I mean? No disrespect to anybody who, you know, makes their way towards a career in music because they want American Idol. I mean, that's a totally viable path and things like that. But, Absolutely. But for you to be playing in Red Riot and yeah. leading worship at your church <laughs> and just, and then put, taking your own song to radio with your own hard-earned money while you're a dad and a husband trying to figure it all out like that's just I love that story I love that story of like literally walking through fires in your own life and then having that song wind up in the Lord saying you know what you've you've sought my wisdom above all other things and you've made you've made the pursuit of me your chief pursuit beyond the pursuit of stardom. And I'm going to honor that. And here you go. And let's do this. And so I, I just love that, man. That's such a great, great story. So is the family excited about the move to Nashville? Are they concerned, fearful? Uh, what are, what are the emotions in the, uh, in the family right now as you're making a pretty big move? I think we're all those things, you know, <laughs> we are all those things. We are equally excited, uh, equally anxious, um, there's a lot of change for us, you know, not just culturally we're moving from, I mean, the biggest thing being we're moving from a medical system that we understand. Right. Um, that's that, what I was going to ask about your daughter. It takes yeah. care of a lot of things. You know, you have a baby, you walk into that hospital and you walk out, you know, no bill insurance is kind of part and parcel with just being a, a Canadian right. citizen coming down here, just navigating, uh, that, you know, I'll ask, you know, so many different Americans, the question, and there's just so many different answers. It's just, a, it's a hard thing to navigate, but you know what? We're, we're excited. And we know that God is kind of, he's led us down this path and he's kind of, he's made a way at every stop. And so instead of seeing this as like something that we need to solve, right? It's like, we got to get this right. It's just an opportunity to dig in deeper with him and just watch him do what he does. Our job is not the how our job is to show up. So it's literally about come you're coming to the US and you're having to figure out like okay which doctor is going to see her for this and and having to have they said like there's no cure for no what you just described right this is this is going to be she's going to live with this you're going to continue to walk with her through it is that right That's right it's um you know barring a miracle this is a lifelong uh condition that she will live with we try not to think about it too much, to be honest. What's interesting is it's made us realize that even though she may have this condition, we're all kind of in the same boat, right? We all have way less control than we think. And tomorrow isn't promised for any one of us. And so we take every day that we are home and that, um, that she is well as just this amazing gift. You know, it's, you, you gain that heavenly perspective, really, where, you know, if, if not in this life, God is faithful. He will bring healing and it's coming. It's just a matter of when. Speaking of the healing that's coming, and I love that perspective that you, that you have now as a, as a husband, as a dad, you know, you're walking through this with your daughter 
and you you got three kids too that that need love and attention and you're trying to set an example and you're all walking through this together it's clearly brought you guys closer together and and mindful of an eternity that awaits for us and i feel like our world right now if somebody's trying to walk through this world right now and the heavy times that we've faced over the last couple of years if somebody's trying to do that without the hope of a life after <laughs> This this broken world, it, things can get hopeless in a hurry. Let's let's talk about the song "Weary Traveler." Uh, finally, it's finally, you're probably ready too for a new song to be hitting the radio uh, to follow up from fires. But this song "Weary Traveler," uh, it's very much a song about heaven, isn't it? Talk about what it means to you. Yeah, you know, uh, fires was on the charts for so long. Um, I kept telling my telling my team, we need to get another song out there. I, you know, I want, I want more music out there and we just had to be patient and wait. And, and, you know, it's a good problem to have, right? (laughs) It's a good problem to have. Good things come to those who wait. And so we wrote this song. And for me, a lot of the inspiration that, you know, we were, we were writing this and I threw out this title, Weary Traveler to me. Yeah. You, you just kind of latched on and, and put it on the shelf. And we're like, let's write that one next. I love that. It's just spoke to me. It was so a great word combination that really portrayed our world, uh, what we were going through. Um, there is so much weight that we were bearing at that time of, of just not knowing, you know, there's so much confusion out there and that it just weighs so heavy on us. There's questions of right and wrong that we don't, we don't really know what to grapple with. I thought about our personal circumstance as it was an extension out of fires for our family while we've, you know, we're not feeling the heat anymore from the flames, but we're tired and we're exhausted and our souls still hurt, you know, because we're wrestling uh, in such a deep way uh, with, with really not having answers or I would say immediate answers. And so I think that resonated with a lot of people. Are you experiencing that? Like as you're, as you're playing that for people or what kind of messages are you getting from people about the song Weary Traveler? Yeah. You know, we're seeing just a lot of people travel through life. It's, I think the song is giving them language um, to help explain how they are feeling, whether they're walking through, um, you know, losing a loved one. Uh, there's a weight there. Uh, you know, and the word, you know, weary, I think is just, it's a word that describes the spirit, you know, that describes the soul in such a unique way, because it's not necessarily a physical tiredness. There's something inside that is just lacking energy. And so people are sharing stories of all kinds of loss, of disease, of, of just really, you know, the, the profound impact that living life has you know i couldn't agree more and it's crazy isn't it crazy right now like we're getting to experience now songs that we wrote in the middle of the pandemic which you know we thought we'd be past it by now but you know it still feels like we're very much in the middle of of it but to see that song now go out into the world isn't it surreal i don't even know how to describe the emotion of that. But when I turn on, I think I posted on, on Instagram the other day, like I'm driving in my car and your song comes on weary traveling. I'm just like, it just felt like 
okay, we wrote that, what, a year ago maybe, but it just felt like a song for today. It felt like a song that's for... That's right. It feels like a song for right now. And that's so awesome how the Lord works. And I remember, I mean, we're sitting on Zoom and you were in Canada at the time. And as that song was coming out, like, I think we were all kind of nodding at, at each other going, this feels special, right? Yeah, I was nodding. But inside, I was like, I don't know if I can even sing this. You know, <laughs> it, it was like one of these, you know. Because uh, of the range or what? The range, the climactic chorus. It. Well, I had to learn how to sing it and, and really, but sing it in a way where, you know, those high notes conveyed that desperation, that longing for that heavenly perspective. Well, I speak for everybody that's gonna that's hearing the song uh, when I say that you nailed it. Whatever you did to learn how to, because it is that's an interesting point you make. Just to geek out on the music side for a minute, it's one thing to write a song, isn't it? But it's another thing to learn how to actually perform it and sing it. And have you had that? I know for me, I've had that happen where I'm not always good at writing songs that I'm good at singing. Like sometimes the melodies I hear in my head are not always melodies that even suit my voice very well. And it really, that it kind of goes back to what I was saying about you at the very beginning when I heard Fires. I thought, this is the right song, powerful song, but with the right voice. Like you, you found a way, in my opinion, of crafting songs that um, even if you have to like take some time to learn it, to find the right way to deliver those songs. But but that's not an easy task. Sometimes you'll write a song and you'll find out it doesn't really suit your voice as well, right? That's right. That's right. I think uh, as an artist, your job is to not only convey a message, but to say it in a way that people believe you. I mean, with this song, the message was just, that's why, I mean, that's why I chose Fires as the first single because it just, man, it was, we were living it. And then Weary Traveler was that, I remember when I first heard the demo, it was just, there were tears in my eyes because too, it just resonated so deeply with culturally, um, this is going to serve people. I always say like, I will keep, you know, writing and, and performing music as long as it serves people. As soon as it doesn't, I'll find another job because I, I don't know. It's just, I think it's again, through the lens of, of the gospel and, uh, I always want to operate that way. Yeah. Jordan, it's not just fires now. It's not just Weary Traveler. Finally, the world is going to get to hear more than just a couple of songs from you. Um, Red Riot is getting back together and releasing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so you're, you finally got a whole album, and it's a self-titled record. How many songs on the record? We got 10 tracks on the record. Man, I'm so excited. Pick one other song other than the ones that we just talked about that that the world needs to hear immediately. I mean, of course, after this interview, they're going to go stream the whole album, but... Okay, so the first track on the record, it's called No Matter What. Come it's, on. It's an up-tempo, you know, fun song. Um, the chorus just says, when I'm kicking and screaming, when I struggle believing, God, you are always faithful no matter what. And when we enter those tension seasons of our lives. And when we don't feel the faithfulness, it's time to lead our heart and say the truth. And so that's what I love about that song. It sounds like this is going to be a 10 song album filled with anthems for the weary traveler out there um, to be reminded that he's with you, to be reminded that uh, there's wisdom to be found even in the fires. And most of all, to be reminded that uh, there's a better day that's coming. Amen. That's right. That's right.
I'm proud of you, Jordan, man. I'm super excited for the world to hear your new record and, uh, you know, 15 years to become an overnight success. That's all it took. That's right. I love it. I'm happy. Thanks so much for for joining me. And uh, we're going to post links to your record and uh, tell the whole world on where they can go stream your album. People don't buy CDs anymore. Did they tell you that when you moved from Canada? You know, they didn't. Yeah, no. Do they still buy CDs in Canada or what? <laughs> no, no. You know what? I haven't bought a CD in, in years, but you know what? I am a sucker for the packaging, <laughs> the CD, so yes. nobody buys it. I was going to say, I love the graphic design on the singles that you've done too. So I don't know if that's you kind of leading that creative vision, but very cool stuff. In, in Canada, I heard that they're taking all the CDs and converting them to hockey pucks. Is this true? That's totally true, man. Okay. We, we're, right. we have a puck shortage and, uh, <laughs> you know, hockey's just still blowing up there. So, I mean, it's Sorry. really all they're good for these days. So <laughs> it's my, my COVID humor is really rough, man. It's struggling right it, bro. now. I'm going to blame the bad <laughs> jokes on, on COVID recovery. Hey, Jordan, man, I'm so glad to get this chance to hang with you and, um, just I'm cheering you on and, uh, so excited for what God's doing through your music and through your platform. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Okay, now it's time for songs from the story house. Today we're going to feature the song that Jordan and I uh, and our buddy AJ Pruse, we wrote it together during the pandemic via Zoom, mind you. And uh, man, it just felt like a song that we were writing for for all the weary travelers trying to make their way through the last couple years and sure feels like a song for right now so super proud of jordan uh, his vocals on this just really special and the, the production by aj Pruse, man there's something really special when the right voice meets the right song and that's how i feel when i listen to this version of of weary travelers so let's go ahead and give it a listen and as we do be reminded that his brand new album has just come out so uh, make sure you go stream the whole album wherever you listen to music this is weary traveler with jordan st Cyr. weary traveler beat down from the storms that you have weathered feels like this road just might go on forever carry on You keep on giving But every day this world just keeps on taking Your tired heart is on the edge of breaking Carry on Weary traveler Restless soul You are never Just hold on Weary traveler You won't be weary long No more searching Heaven's healing's gonna find Where all the hurt is When Jesus calls we'll lay down All our heavy burdens
He's my dad. He gives good advice. Today's final segment of the show, as always, is called Dad Vice. He is my dad, and he gives good advice. And that's why this segment is called Dad Vice. Dad, thanks for joining me. We're talking about first things first, how to keep first things first in our lives. Of course, by that we mean Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And uh, it's fun to take, you know, I think this is the songwriter in me. I take a little phrase that the Lord puts on my heart, like first things first, and then I just begin to unpack it. And sometimes I'll let a phrase like that lead me through scripture. And you and I have done the same thing. And that's where these devotional ideas are coming from. And so we take the word first. And uh, today we want to talk about first impressions. Uh, Send us out with some encouragement. Okay. I don't know how you deal with the first impressions when you see someone, but the Lord constantly deals with my heart. And one verse he brings me back to uh, so many times, 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Please take time to just study and use it as a devotion. First Samuel chapter 16. It's all about the story of David being anointed as a new king. And Samuel was given the position to go look for the king. And he went to the sons of Jesse and he kept looking at all the sons that Jesse had and said, surely this one, surely this one. And God kept saying no. And finally he came to David. And this is where God spoke to Samuel and said, do not look at appearances. And sometimes we we judge people by the way they look, and we do an injustice to that. One fun illustration of that is I've been going to the basketball games where your daughter, my granddaughter, your daughter, Lulu, cheerleads, and the basketball team is real good, and the coach plays a lot of players, but there's one player that got my attention, and I found out his name was Gunner, and Gunner is smaller than I am. And Gunner, I was thinking, there's no way he'll spend time gunning baskets because he'll be on the bench. He's, he's too small. He's Didn't not, look the part. Yeah, he did not look the part. And he gets in a game. 
He starts shooting threes like crazy. He drives in the paint against the big guys. And again, the Lord whispered to me, don't judge people by their outward appearance. Mm. And I don't like it when people look at me because I think, man, I'm not much. So two lessons can come with this. Don't go with your first impressions. You may be like Samuel and be wrong. And so remember that. Remember, appearance isn't everything. Look deeper. Mm. Remember, God looks on the heart. And then secondly, we could spend all day on this subject, but I have to narrow it down to two because of our time. Don't allow your first impression to turn into a judgment. Luke 6, 37, do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others or it will come back against you. Remember, you really can't judge a book by its cover. So see the best in others, be the best for others. That's awesome. That's a good, like you said, nobody wants to be misjudged or judged by, sometimes we're going to make the wrong first impression too, right? So so we want to have grace for others in the hopes that people have grace for us as well. Just for the record, if, if I find out there's a basketball player whose name is Gunner, I don't care what they look like. I'm going to bet on them because that's a pretty cool name. <laughs> okay, I learned a that's lesson. It's like uh, yeah. the wide receiver for the Bengals. His last name is Chase. And I think that's really cool. Like they're going to be chasing him to the end zone. So yeah. thanks, Dad. Thank you. All right, my friends, that's our show for today. Thanks to my guest, Jordan St. Cyr, for sharing his story. And I uh, hope his music has been an encouragement to you today. Be sure to go check out his latest album that just came out. It's available everywhere you listen to music. Just type in his name, Jordan St. Cyr. I'll also uh, point, I'm going to post a link at the official podcast page, which is matthewwest.com slash podcast. And you can go to that website for all things podcast. If you've missed an episode, you want to catch up, go to matthewwest.com slash podcast to check it out. Thanks to my dad, as always, with the great message of dad advice. If we can serve you in any way, our ministry is here for you. It's called Pop We. He's my pop, and we're building a community of storytellers, and every story matters. God is the author of all stories, and he's not done with yours yet. So go to popwe.org. Love to include you on my mailing list. I'm sending out a weekly devotional every week. It's called Day One Devos. Every Thursday, you'll get an email in your inbox. Would love to include you among the thousands of people who are already receiving it. Go to popwe.org today to sign up, and with that, make this day count. All right. Every second you've been given is a gift from God. And he has you here for a reason. He's got a big plan for your life. Remember, it's your story for his glory. Love you guys. See you next week. I really hope you like it. <laughs> but seriously, I, I, I do.